0: I was like, you want to come over? You know, have a game night. And I was like, what are we talking about? What are we playing it for? Like, a game night. So <laughs> We're like, just d- having a
1: game,
2: game night. A game, a game to beat you. That's yeah. why I brought you over.
0: Oh, oh, and, that's, and that's
2: all the was. He did not
0: beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know where this you know? is going. Did, that, yeah, that, that did, did not going. occur at all. And when it did start occurring, it came on the tail end of cheating. But Ugh. he said, you know, just come over and game, hang out. Game night coming you know, up. What's up? <laughs> What's up, everybody? How you doing? This is Tribe to Tribe podcast from our tribes to yours. I'm joined, as always, by, you know, one of the, the three amigos on the show, our, our regular resident. Um, he's an accountant, worship leader. He makes all accountant. type of forms. Yeah. Tells us all we're doing stuff wrong and why we're doing it wrong. Um, right. Mr. Dwight Hudson, That's how you right. doing, man? I'm
2: doing all right. Yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the accountant part. I'm not an accountant, but... You can give me money and I'll take it. I promise, and <laughs> I'll use it. That's not really. An, never mind. Okay,
0: we have oh. a special guest today, everyone. Oh, yeah, we right have. Right. We are joined by a very, very special guest. She is our. Which title you want me to say? Um,
1: whichever okay. one you want. to say. Okay. Child of God. She, she is a
0: child of God. She is our, a uh, co-worship leader, our associate pastor, all of our mamas. Um, Mrs. Is it Miss or Miss? It's Mrs. 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 Patricia. <laughs> King. I, I was just, I was getting clear. How you doing today? I'm,
1: I'm blessed. Good. I'm blessed. I'm doing all right. How that's you a, doing? That's a
0: saved answer. Yeah. Yours was wrong. <laughs> you blessed and highly favored, huh?
2: Yeah. So. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We, we, the podcast. We had, we, Thank you. It's a very loose fun. We just we just be nice. joking around and stuff like that here. Thank you yeah.
1: for inviting me. I love hanging out with you guys. You, you just invited me with the cool kids today. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: You are the coolest kid, yeah. so we just had <laughs> to we get did. you here so we feel cooler.
1: Yeah.
2: Awesome.
0: So, today... I got it, you know, I always got a story. I always got a story to start. So when I first started here, I was under the is it tutelage? Is that the word? Tutelage of of the illustrious Mr. Dwight Hudson. So what that did for me, so our personality types are Mm -hmm. the same but different. Mm -hmm. We are the same in some things, but in other things we are vastly different. So when I first started being under his leadership and still being a leader, it was a very odd place sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because I would get in trouble for stuff, and I would be like, why am I getting in trouble for this? Somebody did something bad, and I said, it sucked, instead of, that could have been done better. Now I'm in trouble. Then I got to turn around and still lead my team, and still try to be me, but try to take on a lot of whites. He was soft. I'm going to call it what it is, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all what the Lord loved. He was soft when I first started. Here you go. He would be like, uh, you know, we can do a little better. Then when it was just me and him, he would really tell me what the Lord loved, and that was the truth. So I had to learn how to lead while being led, and that can be a very uncomfortable place. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're going to start off by saying, in what instances have either one of you had to Lead while being led, and and how did that feel?
2: I need to clarify. First of all, led Dwight. Yeah, because he (laughs) because he he, he just (laughs) threw me all the way under the bus. (laughs) I I I, listen, I told y'all the truth. I told y'all what the Lord loves. He (laughs) threw me under the bus, the car, the RV, everything. So let me clarify what would happen. So it legitimately, what is considered soft or something that depends on the culture, right? So, like in the culture where I grew up, it was very much like upfront and blunt. And what I what I've learned over time was that that did cause people to like shy away from serving. It was like, okay, that was it. So in leadership, and this is a leadership podcast, is that you do have to cater what you're saying to to your audience and how you're saying it. Um when and and then when you get behind closed doors with your uh, with other leaders that are leading, you have to show them, "Hey, here's how you might feel inside, but as a leader, you got to you got to display this." And so the part of the story that Cam isn't telling is that Cam is very blunt and so he found that that sometimes didn't work and so i would be like okay hey here's a different way to do that and then on top of that it was other piece of he was learning how to lead in a different culture i think that that we and we've talked about that on different podcasts is just leading in different cultures is you may have an initial reaction feeling but you gotta learn how to pivot that to 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 do to 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 the audience that you're working with so to my worship team here you got and and most of the time i would share like hey you guys know, you know, and, and we're we probably gonna talk about this in worship team. Like, hey, make sure to come prepared. Make sure, like, it's it's all those things. Cam just he came in like a wrecking ball, and it was just really just like <laughs> knocking stuff out. Like and I was like, so ball. so when we talk about leading other leaders, I, I think that that is what kind of what you were getting to is just like, you know, the culture that that leader has versus the culture that you would be used to. And 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 I when I first came to tribes, like I was like what i my better transition was when i first came to west michigan um i and we talked about this before but like i i grew up in a predominantly black church and i knew how stuff worked and it was just like okay this is this is how life is going to be and i came into rehearsal and i was like nobody knows their parts like who's who's about to call them out like kind of like legitimately <laughs> i was just like i was like who's about to call them out because clearly they didn't listen to the song like like what, what's going on not at, like, it, it, and i was like what like what's going on but I then realized, like, I learned kind of what I taught Cam was just like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a way to do it. And 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 that just kind of was a, a part of the journey. But, man, um, it's sometimes hard because you see the way things could be, especially when you're new, you have fresh eyes, you have fresh perspective, and you see how things could be. And if we just did something a little bit different, but a lot of times what we don't realize is that that leader who's already in place they've been working on something that, like I'll, I'll, i guarantee you nine times out of ten the stuff that a new leader sees a leader already knows that yeah. they're just saying i just haven't had the, the capacity or time to do that and that's and that's that's oftentimes some, one of the struggles being having on the hat of the leader of leaders you know so but yeah i know
0: i, I mean you, he so first of all that's true what he was saying i gonna keep throwing him under the bus that's true <laughs> Most of it was true what he said, but you know, go ahead. But
1: as a leader who leads, though, to piggy to piggyback off of what Dwight was saying was it's you do have to have priorities, right? So it's like I might come in with a fresh set of eyes, saying, "Oh, you know, Dwight, yeah, this needs to change. I need to change," but. At that time, you see those things, but your priorities might have had to shift to, okay, but can we just work on these things? Because this is is top priority right now. I know that's a problem, too. But, okay, the thing that is a passion or a burden for you when you come in and see it immediately might just be the thing that you're sent to do Mm -hmm. or you're sent to help. Um, But it's important to remember that it's not really sugarcoating it. When you come at it from a different delivery shall we say Mm -hmm. from a cam delivery and a dwight delivery (laughs) it's not that he's soft okay because i'll be honest i'm somewhere in between but there is a okay the saying you draw more bees with honey you know like right like so you you know you know there's a certain thing that you can say to a certain person with your own discernment that will Maybe the spiritual maturity just isn't there. Maybe that will push this person away and may, maybe it will send them away from, you know, serving at all. You know, so um, we want to make sure that our words are a using wisdom with who I'm delivering this information to, but then also that they're seasoned with love. Right. Because we have to make sure that as though I might be assigned to challenge you in this area, I know I can talk to you this way. And it might just roll off your back. It might go in one ear and out of the other, quite honestly, but it will roll off your back. Whereas somebody else that might be like, oh, my gosh, that's so devastating because of the delivery that was given. Right. So, yeah. you know, how you say things, discerning that stuff and who you're talking to. Um, and if you are assigned to kind of help grow them in that area, you know, that, you know, that's that's interesting, too. So it's all about using wisdom when leading other leaders. OK. Oh
0: lord. So uh, that's true, because I mean, even now being elevated and changed positions here at the church, me and Dwight had some long, long conversations. And PD, she not here. PD too. And you're right. So culturally, I think, you know, piggybacking off what y'all said, culturally, it was a shock. You know, culturally, it was like okay, growing up in a black church is like, like Dwight said, they don't know they stuff. I said what I said. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You. Your my old pastor, hurt, oh well. Listen, my pastor will call you from the pulpit. Like, I know you hear this mic ringing. Yeah. Do I need to find somebody else that can fix it? Sound you man. Be, sound yeah, man. you would be like, I, first of all, I'm in the back of the sanctuary. How am I, how am I here that your mic is ringing? Handle but, it now. You know, yeah, so it was just like, that's what it was. And you learn how to function, because that can be unhealthy. But you mm-hmm. learn how to function mm-hmm. and grow as much as you can in this unhealthy environment. So when I came here, it was like, yo, I know he, and the thing that be, oh my god, the thing that used to irritate me the most, Pat, listen, is that I know that he would know what an issue is.
2: yeah,
0: And then I would be like, how you gonna solve this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How you gonna make this right? And I would watch him tap dance around this, and I'd be like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. But I had to learn that the people that were working with, the environment that we are now in, mm-hmm. is a much different, much more open and you gotta approach things a little softer. Mm-hmm. Now I'm still working on it. The Lord ain't through me yet. Ain't that what they say? Yes, that's what they say. So I, I had to learn that. But I think the most uncomfortable position was when I would, <laughs> so this is the problem with me. I would get results my way. Mm-hmm. So I would say, this sucked, or this was bad. Like we can do better, and it would change. And I would still get in trouble. And I would be like, what? Mm-hmm. Why? Why am I in trouble right now? Like. Like the obvious areas of growth, I had to go through with Dwight. He helped groom me as a, just a person, a man, you know, being led in this department. But as a leader, I would be like Dwight. It worked. We it 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 got results. But he would always be like, "There's a better way. You could have done that." Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd be like, and and, what? That, I said, "And and that's that's where it comes with leading leaders is because all leaders are results focused. Right. I think I think anybody who is a leader can be results focused, but I think." Uh, when you become a leader of leaders, you got to think beyond your other leaders. Like you have to begin to think strategically and think vision, you know, think think mm-hmm. vision minded. So it's 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 not that because so like what, what you would describe as especially when like, and we're talking about this leader coming in. You could see a problem and say, let's, let's attack it. But there's a lot of times where there's groundwork. That's been, like I think about if we can retake it like biblically real quick. Right. So if somebody is, you um, on the road to salvation right like they're they're trying to find out who christ is and stuff like that and there's one person that's just been lovingly kind of showing them the way and trying to get them to turn the corner and then i just say some prophet comes into town just say you need to stop what you're doing or you're going to hell that could undo Mm -hmm. years of work that Mm -hmm. that 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 the people on the ground had. and so new leaders come most time new leaders are prophetic because they're just like i i feel god sent me here and i feel like this is what needs (laughs) to happen and it's just like Hold on, brother. Like let us let's, mm-hmm. let's understand the lay of the land and understand what's going on. And so, when when you when you're leading, especially other strong leaders, it's really easy to lead people who are just like you know following. But when you lead somebody else who is like an actual strong leader, that is tough because you have to one be confident in yourself as a leader. You have to say, okay, I am a leader. I am called to be here. And then secondly, you have to say. I now have to draw the best out of that person. That is, I'm, like the the the, the I say the the subleader, right? I have to draw the best out of them. So it's like, how can I utilize the skills that they're doing, um, the sk- skills that they have to make sure that we're being effective as a team? But then another big part of that is pride, because if you are prideful, like, and and you could tell, I, I don't think I was very proud. I was pretty much like, let's give it a try, Kim. And then I'll see. I'll be like. That didn't work. But i will be like, let's, let's see what happens. But <laughs> but some leaders are very much like, here's the way I do it. Here's the way I want to do it. And then they don't give room for other leaders to grow. And that is oftentimes where, 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 where those type leaders could, could could mess up. So, I don't know. That's just a To a grow thought. and to fail. Yes. Because
1: that's part of growth. And even though you might be, just like with a parent, and I hate to equate that because, but you know, even though you might be able to see spiritually a mile away, that's not going to work. But if I give you room to fail, then... Okay, then you're going to learn that's not going to work. It's it's not about, you know, me telling you here's why it's not going to work and giving you all of the why nots, why and why nots. It's the fact that I'm giving you space enough to fail and to learn from that failure every once in a while. You know, the scripture says to speak the truth in love. I might come at you with the truth. I'm going to come at you with the truth in love. Mm -hmm. But then I also have to give you just enough space to know, okay. This is what direction that can go in. But you know what? I have empowered you. I have affirmed you as a leader. A lot of times that's a piece right there that it takes a lot for your average leader anyway just to, you know what, you can do this. You know, and you've, you've built up the confidence in God and in yourself. You can do this. But then when you fail... I'm right here to let you know here's here's why that didn't work, mm-hmm. you know, um. so all of those things, you know, take discernment and it takes speaking the truth in love mm-hmm. and loving people through their mistakes, their failures. OK, I knew that wasn't going to work. It's not about me being right, though. Yeah. It's about you growing if mm-hmm. that's my assignment then that's bigger than me being right. And that's bigger than, okay, I know my delivery is this because I know through my discernment that this is going to help grow you up. And you know what? The way that I... Um, grow you up is going to make it easier for you to be able to speak into somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. We can't constantly say, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. You know, we want to see people growing and then we want to see people pouring. We want to see who they're able to continue to speak into. Wow. Not so that we can sit back and say, wow, you know, I was so great at speaking into so-and-so's life or making sure that they were growing spiritually. No, because that's our assignment as, Mm -hmm. you know, disciples, you know, to just draw others and to make sure I'm communicating effectively effectively. I'm using Holy Spirit to help grow you up, but even with that, that's going to show the other person how to now lead. Yeah. You yeah. know. And
0: so, coming in, taking those things into what both of you are saying into consider I mean into how you should do it when you come in from what I understand. First, you said observe the law of the land. I mean, observe yeah. the land, the lay of the land, not the law of the land. Lay of the land. See who you're leading. That was a struggle for me to learn who I was leading because I was like, how you do things obviously is not working <laughs> or I wouldn't oh, be here. Oh, so oh, let me, but you know, I had to learn that it's just like, okay, people learn differently. People think quality is different. So once you expose them to something that's a different quality, then they immediately go, okay, I just loving, you know, my team correctly. And leading, then they go. Okay, this could be better. Like I know where I'm at is not so. So coming in, knowing who you're working with, mm-hmm. or who's working under you, and knowing who you're working mm-hmm. for, or who, which was at the time the way He wasn't mm-hmm. as nice as he making y'all think that he is. Like he he, he really had to try to whip me into shape. <laughs> but learning who you're working with, you what would you do? That, 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 boy, that's what it boy is. did he. Okay. <laughs> well, so what's next? What's step number two? After you come in, mm-hmm. you observed it. You know who you're working for, you know who you're working with. What's next? How
2: What would I so after you've observed the lay of the land, you know who you're working with, then it's a matter of coming up with No to me that's the trial and error period. Mm-hmm. That's that that's that period where you say The failing that, that Yeah, that that's, okay. that's that's where you just say, okay, all right, so this so so I have a leader, they've kinda of given me the culture, and then now I have some people that I'm leading, all right. Now it's just like, I, well, actually, before that, I would go and do some counseling, like with the leader and say, OK, hey, what have you done? And th- and that's where you have that trial and error where you just go to them and say, hey, here's what I've tried. That didn't work. What else should I do? And like we've done it like. Here's another way you could say that, and that's when you kind of go through that cycle. But that's when you gonna, that's when you gonna make mistakes. That's when people are gonna come at you, and, and you get like you get in trouble. That's when you like all that's gonna happen because you're learning. Like that's you you are, you are a new leader, and it's not that you are a new leader, but you're a new leader in a new space. And that's where you have to be okay with failing and, and not want to be perfect. That's something that I struggle with. We've talked about on the podcast. Like I want to get it right. I want to get it absolutely right the very first time. And that's not possible. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. on. I remember when I first came out, I didn't get it right. Like, I was like, do this and do that. And they were just like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. I'm like, well, why not? And then I would do it, and they would, you know, let me go, and I'd be like, Oh, okay. So that's not going to work. Okay, bet. so you already tried that, huh? All right, bet. so that, that so, it, it, and, and yeah, I think I think that would be the next step is the, is the trial and error period. I mm-hmm. That's, I don't know if you want to add anything yeah. or what you think.
1: And I think also being mindful. We all needed somebody to be patient with us yes. while we were learning. So as leaders, going easy on yourself when you're leading and not saying, oh, I'm, I'm just really screwing this up. Like, you know, I didn't hurt so-and-so's feelings and whatever, going easy on yourself, but then also being mindful of the fact that Everybody needed somebody to be patient with them. You know, you might make me just want to scream one day, but just being mindful of that and um, asking, asking God, OK, help me with patience in this area. Some everybody knows, you know, there's some some people, some situations that are just easy breezy. You know, I know when interacting with this one, it's going to be smooth sailing, even mm-hmm. if we disagree. But some of them it's going to be like this, mm-hmm. you know, so give me the strength, but also give me patience to know someone was patient with me. That's the only reason why I'm able to leak so somebody was patient with me in that meantime
0: so we gotta observe mm-hmm. we got trial and error and patience
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think next from being in that position after it was trial and error and Dwight was semi-patient with me I think next is
1: you're not gonna <laughs> drag my friend on oh no'm oh listen uh, he the, no, the the so here. Here. Nah, about to get the rest of
0: the time we on here I'm gonna tell y'all the real right. Right. tell y'all right. what really right. happened I don't know what Anyway, so the next one I think would be to start to create structure and culture within the bigger culture. After you've done all those things and now you're confident, you're patient with yourself, you're confident in who you are as a leader, then you can start saying, okay, my team's going to do it this way. And owning that and understanding that when you establish those boundaries, Mm -hmm. like uh, things can't grow without some type of boundaries and like mm-hmm. You'll just sprout out any old kind of way. If you wanted to grow in the direction that you needed to go, it needs some type of boundaries. So setting the boundaries for your team and being okay with people getting off your team mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I am no longer comfortable or able to function in this. That was something that I had to, that that hurt for a second for me when I was like, what did, so this is gonna sound funny to say, what did I do to make you want to get off the team? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I knew what I did, but sometimes it would be like, what did I do to make you want to get off the team or, you know, cause it was like, I didn't, you're good. You're, you can do this. Let me pour into you a little bit so you can get a little better. But I learned that they just didn't, the boundaries and the accountability had changed. And so when I came, the white was doing everything. So once you split those tasks and somebody is now solely focused on what it is that we're supposed to be doing here, people just weren't comfortable in that. And I mean, it, it, it is happening to me now with with you and Frankie coming in. Frankie looks at stuff that I do and go, no, 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 can't do it like that. Mm-hmm. And you got to make a decision there to be like, okay, this change is uncomfortable, but I'm either going to stay in it and grow mm-hmm. or I'm going to get off. So I think my the next step would be to start creating that culture, set those boundaries, or Dwight would call it processes. We're going to start creating processes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I mean, I think that, that's – Creating your new culture is absolutely the next step because that's where so you you've tried an area so that means you found what worked and it's I think it's it's two types of leader of leaders that we could talk about one is like in the case where you came in which is like I was overseeing all this stuff and then you came and got a section of it and so what that meant was that there was a whole culture across here and then you came in and you had to create a subculture in that space that's now its own it's a it's a whole other thing so everybody so the culture that I had set before. While you took some pieces of that, you said, hey, you still have to add your own flavor to it. It's just like, cause you still have to be yourself. So while you're in that first kind of just getting adjusted to the space, you're still gonna, you're still cam and you're still gonna have a cam flavor for what you're doing. And so that subculture is then gonna ha- is gonna take on cam. So like these guys have a flavor of cam in them that they've never like worked directly with me. So like they know of me, but like they know more of you. So the, we were just, literally before we started, we were laughing about just the, the Sunday morning culture in the <laughs> production space and all stuff that happens there. But they have their own culture mm-hmm. that's different than the worship team. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the sign that okay now we can go someplace else and then I and now that that whole space is off of my plate so it's like okay cool so that that so now I can go back and focus on this so, but then the culture there is going to be what it's going to be there's another culture there so I think that's like the the send off point which is like okay you got your own culture. Um, over there, but then, meanwhile, like you talk about with Pastor Frankie, there's an overarching tribes culture that we're both having to like navigate. <laughs> so, so it's it's we we are constantly in that middle space of leading with our teams as well as le- looking above and saying, okay, what what is the culture here? And so, all even our personalities have to adjust to what the culture of the the church is. Uh, so,
1: and I, and I think that that. You're absolutely right. But but maintaining an eagle eye view on those things while you're going through the shift of the processes like that. if, if, If you're not careful, that can be frustrating space. I can have you in a space of, okay, now this is a whole new way of learning, you know, a whole new. But being in the middle management space for as many years as. Uh, Pastor Frankie and I have been. It was it was so many times that I think cause our like our former pastors they were military, so it was certain things that are like you said boundaries. It's it's no five minutes late. You know there is there is none of that. Like there were certain things that, but then there were other ways that where it was like, hey, we can be flexible on that. What's God saying to you? Mm-hmm. You know. So those times we you know we flourish, but it's it's those type of things there where it's okay maintaining that eagle eye view of God has given. Vision and he has given a space where, you know, you have people who are like, you know, maybe I've been there and done that, you know, and maybe I understand exactly, you know, what you're going through or exactly where, where this is going, you know, but understanding and knowing where it can be or how it can be done as a leader, understanding and knowing that potential, not just in the individuals and the, the intricate parts of, of ministry, but understanding and knowing that potential that's there and um, is important. So after we get through the boundaries and after we get through all of the intricate pieces and the and the people that God is going to send and bring, it's more so maintaining that mm-hmm. and not being caught up in the frustration of the mm-hmm. change and the you know the the pull and the push and pull of, well I came in here with this on my resume. You know, yeah. <laughs> yep. you know and all that cuz you know to be honest like those That's realistic, you know, on on what it's like in leadership. You know, you will have those things. But maintaining that, especially when um, we noticed or I noticed there was a a lot of times when people would come in saying, this is what I can do. This is what I can do. You know, that's great. But then sometimes you'll get a fraction of that. You know, (laughs) what you're really getting is a fraction Mm -hmm. of that, you know, a lot of times. And so understanding and knowing, being flexible with that stuff, but not allowing it to frustrate you or get you in a place of. Oh, you know, it and, can be messy,
0: and that's hard. I, and and being as transparent as possible, I've had a lot of those moments where me and Frankie be looking her eye, eye, and I be like, "No, bro, I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> no, that's not that's not how to, I can't no." Because I'm I'm frustrated, and and he'll be like, "Go go home, think about it," you know. Then I wake up tomorrow, you know, eat a Snickers, and I'm like, okay, "All okay, right, Aretha, man, you eat you know the Snickers need all along. That's all saying? it was." So I wake up and be like, "Okay, I, but it." it, it one thing that I appla- that I appreciate about both Dwight and Frankie and PD is like <laughs> communication can happen. Now you have to learn how to communicate as, you, as as one of you said with individually, each of them, some things I could say to Frankie, I can't say to PD and Dwight and so on. But I've always been able to voice frustrations and I've adopted that for my team as well. Like you can get it out. You can come tell me how you feel, you can come tell me if it frustrates you, if I hurt your feelings that does not necessarily mean the task is going to change mm. or the directive is going to change. Mm. However, your feelings are valid enough. And I think that that has to be the the undercurrent of all of this, is to say people are uncomfortable. This position that we sit in today, this middle management, have new associate pastors, people changing positions, the culture of the church is changing. It's It can be uncomfortable sometimes, and it can be frustrating. And I need to be allowed to vent, mm-hmm. just like my team needs to be allowed to come to me and say, mm. This doesn't make sense. This is uncomfortable. And I think it's detrimental to an organization, a ministry, a, a club, a family. If people can't communicate how they feel, you it won't go anywhere. Again, that does not mean anything will change. Like my mom would always say, you can tell me how you feel. That don't mean I'm going to listen. Yeah. And I'll be like, what is the point with me? To, like, you were heard. At
1: yeah. least yeah. you yeah. feel heard. That's you feel seen. Yep,
0: She would say, honey, go away. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Yeah. And I'll be like.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go away.
0: But I think that that communication piece is like important and it's it's so bad in church culture. It's, it can be so bad because you just think, well, God called me here and I'll be like, no, I'm called here. I can't stand the same, who called you? Because <laughs> we ain't, th- this, th- my God, listen, you hear me? My God did not call you because I don't know what all that, all that is that you got going on. But it's, that communication piece, I'm an advocate for that. And, and Dwight in and all of his extraness allowed me to communicate right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. And it, it was funny, one thing he told me afterwards, he was like, the communication piece that we had made me look at things differently going up, like to upper leadership or management. I almost say management, but upper leadership. Because I would be asking him, why are we doing this? This is frustrating. Why are we doing it like this? That don't make sense. And he would be like, his famous his famous saying was I don't have an answer for that right now but i'll I'll try to figure that out for you, mm. but he let me communicate, so I, I I think that that's that's hugely important to to all the steps that we're talking about
2: yeah. is is having that that I think communication is, is the key, especially when you're when you're leading other leaders because other leaders are curious, right like I, th- I think they they if, if if they're a genuine, really good leader, they any leader that comes in wants the best for. The ministry or the organization, if, if they're le- if they're a legitimate leader, they want whatever it is that they're becoming a part of to be the best that it possibly can be, and so the questions they're asking is I- either going to be so. In some cases, it's rebellion, like it's just like I don't want to do it that way, and so there, there's that. There, there, there's there's one Definitely one that. version of that. Yeah. There's another version that I would say is the better version is like. I really want to make this the best as possible. Mm-hmm. Help me understand why, because I feel like this is hindering. I, I feel like this is hindering where, where we are, where we say we want to go. Like we say we want to be this, and we're not this. I feel like there's something in the middle. So after you've, you know, done the culture kind of back and forth, but you've gotten down to, okay, I've been here for a few, for a few, a few years. I still feel like it's still different. Mm-hmm. I, I still there. There's still a gap there. And I think if I, if, if if I were to be like, no, just do what I say, and that's it. Like that's it. I don't see that that's not leadership that's a dictatorship that's mm-hmm. that's where you got somebody that's just dictating what's going on but i think to be able to have that open line of communication is is very important um because that ultimately is going to you can see the potential because the type of questions that a person asks determines can tell you what type of leader they are mm-hmm. if they're asking questions about like you know when am i getting paid and it's just like but you didn't finish the job you can say oh they're actually they're hiring they're in it more for the money if you see somebody saying well well how long the pastor been here like what's, it, what's it going on? That's them trying to find fault that's a fault-finding person it's mm-hmm. a fault-finding leader. Mm-hmm. Then you other is just say I noticed that somebody was a little upset today are they okay? can I pray for them Then that's when you see somebody who has a, a, a leader like a heart of like a pastor or a so those type of questions can help guide as you are leading another leader okay I think I, I see where their heart is and so I can kind of put them into another bucket I think that so so like when I look at camera it's like, okay I see the questions asking. He's a problem solver. Like he 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 wants to figure out how to solve the problems because he sees what we could. Like when we first started, like he saw what we could be, and she's like, "Well, why aren't we doing?" this? And I would say, "Well, the reason I'm doing it is because I'm doing 15 different things. That I don't have the capacity to. But I'm I'm sure just go talk to PD about that and and see what happens. And then we see that those things that began to happen, but. If he didn't ask the questions, I would just say, oh, he's waiting for me mm-hmm. to tell him exactly what to do. But it's initiative. It was it, proactive versus reactive kind of thing, whatever. So that's that's my little two cents on that communication piece.
1: <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's good to be able to speak up because when you have a leader that comes with a lot of problems and not solutions, yeah. that's also good. As long as it doesn't turn into like this negativity or it's like I call it Eeyore, like I'm, I'm being Eeyore today. Like I don't have any solutions to anything. I just see the problem. Like, you know, I, and, 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 and that's a real thing, you know, but um, that might be also a place of growth. So if you have someone who's constantly coming with a complaint or here's why this is not going to work. OK, well, let's kind of think that through. All they probably need to do is sit and sit with that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you bring me more solutions than you bring me problems? Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) because that's more helpful with the space that I'm in right now as a leader. Can you, when you, when you, when you see a problem, I appreciate that. Bring it to me. But can you, you know, sit with that for a little bit before you come to me and just kind of let me know, how do you think that that will work out better? Mm -hmm. Can you give me a couple of different solutions? You know, Mm -hmm. that's going to challenge you as an Eeyore spirit, whoever that is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's going to challenge you, but it's also going to make you understand there's a, there's, there's, there's problems. Like, you know, that's 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 life. That's ministry there. There's there's going to be things that just don't go right. They don't go end well, Um, but it can't be constant negative, 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 Mm -hmm. negative. No. Here's how we move forward. Here's how we grow in that area. What's some solutions to that? Mm -hmm. How can we work past that?
0: Ministry spaces. It can be challenging, but I've learned love and grace. That I didn't have before I got You've here. learned love and grace. I've learned it th- through yeah. the white's tutelage. Yeah. I still don't think that's the right word, but
1: yet God is not through with you. He,
0: he is not. Through. You hear me?
1: God it is me. not through with me. I'll yet. let you know when Eeyore is coming out. Okay. I'll be like, okay, Eeyore.
0: And I'll be like, that's me today. Uh-huh. I, listen, one <laughs> thing the white can't it. never say is that if he did, if he said you did that wrong and I did it wrong, I'll be like, you're right. I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I get it right. It was never well, not. If I'll give you the reason, but I took ownership. I'd be like, you know what? I dropped the ball. I did that. That's good. I That's think good. I,
1: accountability you know, is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I avoided some we'll of be, his yeah, wrath yeah. sometimes because I'd be like, I did that. And He'd be like,
2: so we're gonna fix it. Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> <laughs> gonna fix it. I'm gonna get it right next time. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: so, and I, I, you said, we said something early, and I, I wanted to go back to it. It's just about the, um, you know, how we say things to people, especially to leaders and to people who are fought, that that are underneath our space, is. Uh, we talked about how and what you say, but I think when also matters too mm-hmm. because I can say something like if you say, like, so if if Cam were to come to me, we'll, we'll keep using Cam and I just, if Cam comes to me <laughs> Saturday morning with a problem or a frustration, I'll be like, oh, okay, all right, but, well, that's okay, we can solve that. And, and I, I'll be like, well, you know, what's the solution, blah, blah, blah. But if Cam comes to me Sunday morning with that, that it's yeah. the same way, he can say the same thing the same way, mm-hmm. but on Sunday morning, my mind's in a different spot. Okay. So the same thing with, with humans is like it's not just how and what you say, but it's when you say it. And so, like I, I know one, one of I'll, I'll say one of the things that I I used to um, I, I would struggle with like uh, in, in certain leadership positions is I would call people out on the spot. Like it wouldn't be like i to take you behind closed doors and call you. I will call you out on the spot. Yeah. Really. I'm, I'm. 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 Listen. <laughs> But I was. This was before my time. Listen, wait, wait. Pay. This is before mine too.
0: This is before mine. The only person that he called out on spot during my time was me.
1: <laughs> that
0: like,
2: ain't no fun. And, Eli- <laughs> and Elias. I yeah. think
0: Elias was the only other one because we were leaders yeah. at the time.
2: But that. But there, But there. There have been times okay. where you you call and and even in um, even in a diplomatic way, it's not. It's it's just simply calling out, right? Mm-hmm. And that because let's say somebody had a bad morning. And they were, you know, already, let's say they were already late. Something happened to their car. The kids, something happened to their kids. Like All that stuff happens. And then you come and you say something. Yeah. That morning, that could be the straw that breaks the camel back. And you're just like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You know, and, yeah. and, and so you're going to apologize. But I think that, that that when peace matters too, which which goes to the part about being a leader of knowing what's going on with the people on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, pausing and saying, okay, hey, how are you doing? Like on Sunday mornings, I... I used to do like a go around the room and ask how everybody was doing. But normally what I just do is just say, okay, hey, how's it going? If I don't catch you before we do rehearsal, I'm going to find a second to say, how are you doing? Everything all right? And just sit down and have a, a, a two or three minute conversation with you to make sure that you're doing okay. Um, because I think that, that that can do a lot of of good, especially when you're leading another leader. It's just like, because you can assume that they got it because results are coming up. But it's just like, no, how are you doing? How are you actually feeling?
1: Yeah, that's that piece of knowing those at labor among you like making sure you understand I, my god say that again that, <laughs> do what, what you gotta do of knowing those that labor among you you know you can be as connected as you want to be as mm-hmm. you choose to be you know what i'm i'm not the type of person that can be with somebody every week and not know anything about them not understand you know you have roommates are you married are you like i'm not that type of person I'm, we are very i know you guys know that by now but we are very relationship people mm-hmm. you know we want to be able to know what what are we praying about this week like what's going on with you um, but I feel like that's important because You know, you can understand someone's testimony, someone's journey, know their triggers and and also know how to effectively protect them and communicate with them in a way that is custom made for them, Mm -hmm. that you're not driving them away. Not just from you, not just from a church, but from quote unquote Christians like that same grace, Mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, you, you have an opportunity to show that if I understand and know I really can't deal with Dwight like that. Like that's a trigger for him I really I really have to be mindful of of that. I wouldn't know that unless I spend that time with you mm-hmm. talk to you, you know know you know know those things, but that's that's why the scripture is there. you know that's that's the reason why we want to be able to know to link up, to be able to effectively minister to and with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's important to do because if you if you don't have that, then
2: yeah.
0: and, it, and and it matters, especially to like my generation like I will say, we not I tell my mom this all the time there's no and, and it sounds bad but there's no blind loyalty from my generation that's not happening so if it's an unhealthy church environment we'll meet in a coffee shop and we'll pray and we'll have the word and it's it's not a it's no longer a sunday is not a staple necessarily in families as much as it was like my mom church was a no-brainer she said everything in my house that breathes and eats food is going to church mm. so if we had a fish, praise it would have so. been at church on Sunday. And if you didn't mm. go to church on Sunday, you had to find somewhere to go until the next church service, which mm. was Tuesday night. You can not stay in her house because you fish, didn't go to huh? church. Yep. Everything that breathed and ate food had to go to church.
2: Shamu praise, right mm. Listen.
0: Mm. Shout <laughs> track. I need you to What's so, that look like? So, I'm, but that's important, that genuine relationship. I remember the first time Frankie asked me, how can I pray for you? It was like the second time I met him. And I was like, that's weird. Uh. In church, I'm like, that's weird. Why you do, don't yeah. do that. That's kind of odd. But it's a... <laughs> It it was he was just a genuine, you know, genuine connection and it 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 checked something in me like you can invest more into your team Mm -hmm. by simply just, how you doing? Mm -hmm. What's going on? What do you like to read? What you like to watch? Is there a piece of gear you like? Can I you know, here's a Christmas gift? It don't always gotta be I need a reimbursement from the church. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't always gotta be that it could just be I wanna invest in the people that's around me. So that genuine connection is appreciated. Sometimes not always I don't know how to always take it sometimes because Frankie is, like, really, really relation. Well, both of y'all are really relationship-based. So, like, my problems become his problems. So now they our problem.
1: Because you're supposed to bear one another. Come on, Scripture. Listen, I
0: mean, listen it's, you're right, but it's weird when you want to receive it because it's yeah. like, you are really in my business. Yeah. I get and,
1: why you're saying, like, uh, generationally, that's weird for you. But it's so, that's sad to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really, really sad to me. Because, you know, you're going to find those. You might not find them, you know, where it's a healthy environment to find them, but you're going to find those things. You're going to find, you know, you're going to find that community. You know, but that's it's biblical you know (laughs) that's biblical i'm supposed we're supposed to bear one another's burdens when you're struggling i'm struggling if my sister in christ is struggling and, and warring with something. My fists are supposed to ball up in the spirit just like it's my natural sister. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's supposed to be. So mm-hmm. when I hear, you know, you, I'm going to say your generation, but when I hear you, because I ain't that old, but when I hear you <laughs> <laughs> saying something like that, like that makes me so sad. Yeah, it's just that That's weird. That
0: community yeah. isn't, isn't something that's easily found in the church. Mm-hmm. Running the streets when I used to be in that lifestyle, it's easy to find that community there. One fight, we all fight. One say something, we all say something. In a church, what you find more of is I'm going through something. I'm carrying a burden, and you're going to talk about me. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to come to a place?
1: In some churches. In some churches. It, yes, in some churches. I'm in, not saying in it's in my church. some but yeah, Why would I want to go to a place? Not like that. It's and, and, not and, like
0: that. And deal with that. Mm-hmm. That is, unfortunately, what was common in my life and my mm-hmm. church walk, and we were active in church, mm-hmm. grew up in church. And it's like, what? so when I meet people like y'all, that was one of the first things you know i my newest team member my my man K sign we've been been connected for 15 16 years That was one of the things i would tell him like they genuinely love people over there like it's a it's a genuine welcoming loving environment and it was so uncomfortable cuz the wife would be like what's going on with you nothing not some more yeah i'd be like hey, cuz hey, it was yeah it was so weird true. like what why are you so concerned? And then it would be like, not just on Sundays. Like like the other week, I'll give you an example. Frankie is teaching me better organizational skills. Come I do, on, Jesus. I do 900 things at once.
1: Come on, so Jesus. So he's
0: teaching me. So I blocked off a time on Fridays. I was like, this is my organizational time for my next week. Because he said that's what he do. So I was like, I'm going to mimic what you do because it works for you. See if it works for me. He put in his calendar. My organizational time. So when my alarm went off and I'm working on my 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 planner and get my organizational time, he texts me, and he was like, "Did you work on your stuff?" And I was like, <laughs> "I
2: was like, ain't you at
0: lunch with your wife? Ain't you pay attention to what y'all got going on?" <laughs> then he's like, "All right, I want to sit down and do it with you next week. Why? Why are you that concerned with? I, okay, I'm getting it done. I'm, I, but it's like, okay, when you walk away, it, it makes you feel good that somebody." People really want to walk with you and help you grow. So like that is uncomfortable. G- like yeah. I still struggle with it to this day. Dwight I text me on a Wednesday? Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> nothing. What are you talking about? Like you ain't say nothing yesterday. Okay. All right, bro. Here's what's going on. <laughs> like that's that's uncomfortable, but it, it's it's needed and it helps. It helps with that leading and being led. All of that. It
2: helps a lot. Yeah. No. I Definitely. I I I echo that. Like I it's, it's so yeah. Camps. Like are you like four years younger than me, four or five years younger than me, something like that. And so I, I I'm kind of like right in the middle, where I know the importance of it, um, but I also it is uncomfortable because of just yeah. being a leader. A lot of times, people don't genuinely ask you how you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're ask you how you're performing. That's it. Like that. That like that's the genuine care. The only time how you doing how, how how are you doing sometimes matters is when it's affecting your performance mm-hmm. and that is and in in the church and outside of the in, in in the in in different church bodies in uh, in, in outside of it right it's it's how are you performing because that's a very business mindset like my my boss I'm like my manager at my job now me and him have a good relationship but like typically your boss only cares about what you're doing how you're performing mm-hmm. um and being a leader that sometimes can trickle into leadership and so that's why when we have when we're leading we have to be careful not to treat people like employees, especially in ministry if you have an organization you know do your thing but even that I think that you can still be a bit mindful of how do you treat people like people and actually genuinely care about them because otherwise what happens is you treat them like employees and you're only looking at you're only looking at them from a transactional perspective and that means that all they do is bring you something and, that, and that's it and so when you when, when you are used to like I, I can imagine if anybody watching this right, if your boss came up and say like, "How are you doing today? Like, what's going on?" No, how's it actually going on? You'd be like, "Who are you? Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> and 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 leadership in church sometimes it, it not it's not supposed to, mm-hmm. but that's what ends up happening mm-hmm. is that you end up in this space where it's just like this is awkward, um, or it happens you know once every five months. and It's just like oh, and th- so you can come up with like a, a bucket story to say, "Well, here's how it's going," but you never talk about what's actually happening. You act- you're not actually able to want to be vulnerable. Um, and that, and I think that that is another key, which is what you're talking about. is just that vulnerability that a leader should draw vulnerability out of the person that they're leading. They 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 should draw and like, say, "Hey, you can be," and make sure that it's a safe place for you to be vulnerable as a leader and be able to talk about what's actually in that communication. How to what's going on? What's hurting? What's not hurting? How are you doing as a person? How you how, how are you doing as, as as a person? Like I know, um, like like so I just got married, got the baby, and it's, it, a lot of questions are how the baby doing? That? But some people will say, "How are you doing, Dwight? With mm-hmm. not not with the baby. How are you doing as a person?" And that is key to leading because you could lead the person on where they are right now and forget about the person in general. It's just like, "No, you got you got to care for people." So yeah, absolutely.
1: Because it's possible to function in autopilot mm-hmm. in leadership for years. Mm-hmm. The only the only way we can say that is because we've been there. It, mm-hmm. it is possible. Just be like, go through the motions. Everything is gonna look great, and then just be like, I'm so so sad, or I'm actually struggling with depression, or I'm actually, you know, I'm I'm feeling some type of way about this. It it is possible to do it, and that's not how God. You know, that's first of all, that's not how a servant is supposed to serve, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, that's what we are. We're servants who serve. Leaders who lead. Other leaders are just servants who serve. Mm-hmm. But. You know, it is very possible to get in this place of autopilot of I'm tired. You know, the baby kept me up all night. You mm-hmm. know, I'm try- I'm trying I'm trying my best to keep it looking right and you know everything like that for everybody else, yeah. but internally I'm falling apart. I think the better you are able to discern that as a leader, mm-hmm. the I think you will get the most out of that leader, but also be able to build them in a way where, you know, like you said, the the vulnerability, the transparency, but also let them know, I see you. I understand what you're going through. Let's navigate this space. If something needs to be taken off of your plate Mm -hmm. without making you feel like, oh, they're taking all my toys, you know, or whatever, Mm -hmm. you still are valued without the stuff that you do. I appreciate you beyond what you do. Some people just need to hear that.
2: some people that will free
1: them up
0: absolutely listen I was was one of those people and I pray that y'all don't listen y'all never change because people like me when you are gifted or really gifted people don't see past what it is that you're able to do or what it is that you're able to create so the first time Dwight was like you want to come over you know have a game night and I was like what are we talking about what are we planning for like
1: a game night. So <laughs> we like, just to, having a game a
2: game, a game a game to beat you. That's yeah. why I brought you over. That, oh, that, and,
0: that's, and that's all it was. He did not beat me. I <laughs> <laughs> you know. I know where this know. is going. Did, that that, that is did not going. occur at all. And when it did start occurring, it came on the tail end of cheating. But <laughs> uh, he said, you know, just come over and game, hang out. Game night coming you know. up real soon. So game. when I came over and hung out with him, it was like, huh, this is. These are
1: just normal people yeah, doing normal I,
0: you know, things hey, like how you how you doing what's your life about what's going on what do you do, what do you, I'm like wow you know and then what in in turn what that made me want to do is like I run through a brick wall for Dwight mm-hmm. like you better not say nothing crazy to Dwight or we got a very big issue on our hands because it's like he invested in me as a person mm-hmm. so that statement alone I'm one of those people that needed to hear that mm-hmm. like beyond what you can create beyond what you can do Just how are you as a person?
1: That's the Mm -hmm. way it should be universally, Mm -hmm. universally pulpit to the door. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we are all here to serve, Mm -hmm. to serve God first, Mm -hmm. one another, speak into the lives of one another and to win souls. You're not going to be effective in any of that, (laughs) in any of that. If you see this as you see that guy as a number, you see that Mm -hmm. like that's that's not effective. That is not going to get them to a place of a comfortability and flowing in their gift, feeling like they really are serving God and not man. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not going to cultivate a healthy atmosphere. Mm -hmm. These are these are people and these are God's people. Mm -hmm. And you got to treat them like that. It's like Pastor King said a couple of weeks ago, you know, I'm his sister in Christ first. How well are you treating God's daughter? You know, these are God's people. Mm-hmm. How well are you treating God's people mm-hmm. who happen to be leaders, who happen to be servants that serve? Like, like th- that, that's, that's a big deal. Yep. You know, that's, that's a big deal. And it's pulpit to the door. You can't, you can't have an expectation of a pastor. They're human. You know, <laughs> a leader, an intercessor, they're human. They might have days where it's like, ah. This is not a day that I need to be praying for other people. This mm. is a day I need to get prayed for. Yeah. You know, you might have a worshiper that's great on the front line that just has a day that's like, I just need to get poured into mm. Dwight. I just can't do it this week. I mean, you know, these are people. Yep. These are pe- these are God's people. Perfect. You got to treat them like they are. You got to yep. love them like they are. You got to be a reflection of grace. Yep. You know, if you are a reflection of Christ, yep. you know, you have to treat them like that.
0: Well, I think that's a phenomenal place to stop. Yeah, I
2: was about to say, I'll say, that, that's, just yeah, that's... Amen. amen that's,
0: that's <laughs> any last, any any final words there?
2: No, just thank you for joining us today. Yeah, we, gotta, we got we to... Hanging out you.
0: with you guys. We well, this has been Tribe to Tribe Podcast. You know, as always, from our tribes to yours, saying peace out. Peace out.